Portage Health Foundation is proud to introduce you to Do Good Volunteer Carol Jones. Jones is a former teacher that now donates her time to help students at Horizons High School in Mohawk. The students refer to her as Grandma during her weekly visits. With patience and compassion, she has helped many students gain a diploma. A common statement from Horizons graduates is, Without Grandma Jones, I would never have made it. If you know an incredible volunteer like Carol, go to dogoodcc.org and nominate them to be recognized as the next Do Good in the Copper Country Volunteer of the Month. Welcome back to segment two of Copper Country Today, brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. Learn more about them at phfgive.org. We continue our look at the five active candidates who are running for four at-large Hancock City Council seats that are available. And I'll repeat again what I did earlier. There is a sixth candidate whose name will be on the ballot. That is Michael Lancourt, but Michael Lancourt is also on the Hancock Board of Education and was informed that he is not going to be able to serve on both boards legally. So when I communicated with him this past week, he said that he's going to elect to stay with the Hancock School Board and will not be standing as an active candidate for the Hancock City Council. His name will be on the ballot. It was too late to remove his name, but he's not running as an active candidate. So we welcome to the program one of those sitting uh, councillors who is running for re-election, Whitney Worsler. Whitney, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. The uh, council seat, uh, you're on it now. Why run again? You know what, Todd? I almost didn't. Um, And then I really felt that with the rezoning process that my voice was needed and um, that there needed to be maybe some more transparency and bringing issues um, to the citizens and bringing the citizens' concerns to the council. And that's the, that's the reason why I decided to run again. It was really the rezoning effort that made me change my mind. Yeah, that new zoning ordinance, a major undertaking, and it was passed even though there were some reservations from members of the public and even some reservations from members of the council on the concept that it is a changeable document. It can be addressed as issues come up, but at some point you do have to move forward on it. Are there specific things about it that made you uncomfortable, Whitney? There were, and you brought up a good point. It is a living document, um, and some of those issues can be changed, but it is so much easier and quicker to change it before we put that document into place. Um, And I was a big um, uh, I was instrumental in the redevelopment ready effort and that is having the rezoning done was a, a key piece in that um, and I, it really did need to get done but again some of those issues um, would have been very quickly and easily resolved um, in another meeting but to answer your questions um, I think that the waterfront um needed a much closer look and the the area around sylvan estates um we really didn't get feedback from the citizens in that area while we were making that document and i think that was a mistake on our part um we should have had more of a dialogue an open dialogue how can the city reach out 
more effectively. I, I know that one of the things that we did as this was in process was we tried to do a number of stories on its development at the planning commission level to try to let people know that it was going on. And yet an awful lot of people still seemed very surprised by the whole thing, even though it had been in process for what, probably 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. Um, I think that social media could maybe be more utilized. The city does a great job with their social media um, on advertising what's going around, on highlighting local businesses. And I think when it comes to large um, efforts or changes in the city, that utilizing that tool would be really helpful because everyone is on Facebook now. Um, And we have an email list and send updates to citizens um but that what we did just didn't work so i think it's time to start looking at at new things despite the effort um you know people were still surprised you mentioned the redevelopment ready uh, thing and that was completed at your council meeting this past week it was announced that you've met that standard what does that mean for the city well that the big thing is that that's going to open up avenues of grants and um, financing for the city, for businesses. I know there's one local business that is already trying to take advantage of that and applying for some grants um, that they now have access to because of that. And I really think that's going to help Hancock grow and move into the right direction. All right. I'm talking with Whitney Worsler, who is a candidate for the for the Hancock City Council in the upcoming election. What other challenges do you think the city is going to be facing over the next several years? Um, Well, I think the zoning um, has been a bit of a hurdle and we haven't come across, you know, we haven't left over that yet. So that's something that we need to work on and put behind us. Um, I I believe the city needs to continue to um, make the effort in creating a city center, the green space downtown um, that we utilize often, um, the Quincy Green, that's actually owned by Finlandia. And I would like to see the city lock um, our access to that down. Um, you know, Finlandia has a lot of changes, and if something happens to Finlandia, I would hate to see our, or something happens that building i would hate to see our access to the green lost um downtown um development downtown i think that has been moving in a good direction deb was an amazing um person for hancock and she did so much in that effort and i would like to see that um keep moving forward i think having the co-op downtown and a, a strong anchor like that is really going to help with the other businesses. Like good business is, you know, good for business. You know, having busy neighbors is, is good for everyone. Um, I would like to see us establish more recreation space, water front walkway, um, art installations and murals. And I really think that um, if we can get more business, either downtown or into the new um, industrial park and get jobs that can help sustain a family, 
will really be moving in the right direction. And I think we need to be really cautious on our development. Um, I think development can be great, but I would hate to see development just for development's sake. I think we need to be really thoughtful in the direction we move when it comes to that. That's a theme I've been hearing in these interviews that I've been conducting is that on one hand, we recognize that there needs to be some growth. On the other hand, we don't necessarily want to get it out of control. How do we manage to strike that balance? You know, I think that we always have to look for what is best for the city and the community at large and not just what's best for the tax um, you know, what, what we're going to get in tax revenue. And there's been studies done that when you, when as a community, when you have access to your waterfront and green space and parks, your tax revenue increases in general um, because it increases the value of, you know, everyone's property, not just a strip along the water. Um And I'm not saying that can't happen, but I think we need to be really thoughtful um, and look at the future and not just the bottom line. Rising tide lifts all boats, so to speak. Exactly, exactly. Whitney Worsler, thank you uh, very much for your time here on Copper Country Today, and best wishes to you. Uh, Appreciate your your sharing your opinions. (laughs) Thank you. And we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Copper Country Today. And we come uh, last but not least, certainly, to the fifth of our candidates who are running for the Hancock City Council. He is Mr. Mayor, Paul Labine. Welcome to the program, Paul. Thanks for having me, Tom. Much appreciated. Um, This is uh, how many terms now? Uh, Let's see. I started in 2016, halfway through one term. Then I ran again in 2018. So this will be, I guess I'll consider this my third term yeah. third term yeah. happy being mayor does that make it a lot of extra work it's a little more uh, visibility exposure responsibilities but you know we do have a uh, you know council manager system so our city manager still does the bulk of the day-to-day operations but as mayor i'm expected to not only run the meetings but you know put on a good public face um sign a lot of important, you know, documents, uh, be there for, you know, ribbon cuttings, uh, awards, ceremonies, memorials, uh, those sorts of things. So, um, so I, I, I do enjoy being mayor, uh, but if the council, if I was to be reelected and the council wanted to go in a different direction, that would, that would be fine with, with me as well. So it's up to the council who the mayor is. Right. The council does determine who the mayor is. Certainly. Uh, in, in the city of Hancock. So a little bit of a thumbnail bio about who you are for people who may not know you. Certainly. Uh, I was born uh, here in Hancock, 1979. Went to Hancock Public Schools, graduated in 1998. Went to Michigan Tech, got a bachelor's degree in mathematics, Then I went to law school in Chicago for three years, and I became a licensed attorney in California. I practiced there for two years, and then I came back here in 20, or I'm sorry, 2008. I got my master's degree in mathematics and ended up falling in love with teaching. So I've been teaching since 2000 and 
nine uh, math instructor at Michigan Tech, and uh, now I'm a currently a math instructor at Gogebic Community College at the Houghton campus. Talk to me about the last few years. Give me kind of a, an assessment of where you think the city is, what progress has been made, and then we'll take a bit of a look ahead and see what kind of challenges you see coming up and what things you'd like to address if you're reelected. Uh, well, last two years, wow. Well, uh, if we go back to the COVID days, um, there was a lot going on there, of course. Um, a lot of difficulties, but there's been a lot of opportunities as well with federal funding and grants opening up. Uh, probably the thing I, I'm most proud of, and certainly the city is, is becoming a redevelopment ready community, RRC, which was quite a long process that actually did take almost several years. Uh, basically, it, uh, the state of Michigan would like communities to become a little more organized and streamlined in their procedures and policies and ordinances and practices so it, it took us a, a long time to get that done and uh, I really appreciate the city staff and uh, local community input on that because uh, the RRC designation really opens up a lot of grant opportunities that weren't there before. Um, you know we've had a lot of uh, changes downtown uh, which has been a priority for me. Uh, we have the Memorial Park now looks really nice there across from City Hall. We have a lot more uh, development downtown, a lot more uh, just uh, just activity downtown. The farmer's market's been great there on Quincy Green on Thursdays. Uh, down on Porvu Park, that's really grown a lot with activities down there with the Canal Rock, the bands, and so on. Um, but as far as moving forward, was that part of your question? Or, well, yeah, or I'd anything like to take else a look. you'd like me to, to look back on as but well? But no, I, I, I'd like to take a look forward. Certainly. To, uh, certainly there are challenges that all municipalities face in Absolutely. this day and age. And, and, and Hancock has moved forward on a number of, a couple of big issues that have been addressed over the last couple of years. The new rental code yes. was brought in, mm -hmm. the new zoning code was brought in, and I know there have been some, some comments about that. Absolutely. But it's, as we've said uh, in some of the other interviews, that's a work in progress, even though it's been passed, and it was an essential part of becoming uh, grant ready. Absolutely, yes, it was. Uh, it was a long process. We had a lot of public input, and you know, as long as I'm on council and, and moving forward, I want to you know make sure people know that uh, you know this is the first time, and it was almost 50 years since our zoning ordinance was updated. So, and tech, you know, under, under statute, the Planning Commission is supposed to review our ordinance every year and make recommendations and discussions. So, so hopefully moving forward, we can not take such a big bite out of it, <laughs> you know, because, uh, because like, like anything, uh, laws can get creaky and need maintenance too. So that's, that's, that's where we're at with that. So moving forward, yeah, I would like to, to, like to see uh, where we are with uh, development because I'd like to grow the city not only you know horizontally because we have the you know the technology and business part going up by Lake Annie Road uh, and some other expansions up there by the hospital we're looking at doing but also to grow vertically too downtown development and uh, you know I know it's uh, it's difficult but but a lot of people I think quietly appreciate you know blight remediation and and uh, those those sorts of things to to make the the city a more desirable place to live and work. How do you balance, and this has been the topic of a couple of uh, conversations in the program already, how do you balance the need for growth with keeping it under control and not losing that small town friendly atmosphere? It's difficult. It's very difficult because you have some people that want to really step on the gas, move forward, 
And then you have some people that don't want to move forward and keep things as is. So I think a big part of keeping the community, you know, know, that small town, you know, Mayberry vibe, I guess I would call it, would be to, you know, try to promote local, locally owned businesses, uh, you know, avoid maybe the franchise, the big, the big box store kind of vibe. Um, You know, a lot of uh, parks, recreation, Uh, a big buzzword in the uh, lingo right now is placemaking. So making uh, places for people to go, such as like Quincy Green, uh, the parks, uh, the beach, those sorts of things. And, uh, you know, trying to, because we, because there's there's a problem because because we're tr- there's a problem with affordable housing, but also we don't want high density either because you don't want too many people in an area, and then that comes with the the issues that uh, people come to a small town to avoid. So it's it's a difficult balancing act. It's like anything in in politics. It's about weighing people weighing interests, weighing what people want, and uh, trying to find the best compromise you can moving forward. Um, you know, cause I know with the rental code, uh, there is a, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of back and forth on, you know, short-term rentals, the Airbnb culture, uh, because, you know, people, you know, I believe they should have the right to rent out their house if they want, but then people don't like the idea of big companies buying up houses and then renting them as well, you know? So, so we tried to find a balance where, well, we, we would allow this if the owner was, was on site, you know, in the R1 districts and so on. So to make a long answer longer, I guess to uh, uh, it's 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 all about compromise. It's all about open discussion. Um, you know, I try to make it about policy, not personalities, and uh, it's all about public input and uh, visibility. I suppose is is the most important thing to me. So. Housing has certainly been an issue that's uh, come up in not only discussions I've had with people from Hancock, but all over the area. Some county board people recently was talking with them. Is there a way that the city can have an impact on providing perhaps more housing in general and affordable housing in particular? There are certainly many options. Uh, that's one reason for the uh, you know redevelopment ready designation because uh, development, uh, not only do we need to look at what we have existing, but also uh, what we can build. And uh, yeah, I've even heard from local people, you know, I mean, it's, it's fine if you're a homeowner and seeing your, your house value go up so much, but it's a little harder when you're trying to find, say, an affordable rental or say, uh, you know, even an affordable single family house. So, you know, that would be, that's a big, that's a big uh, discussion. You know, you'd have to work with developers, you have to work with the community, you have to work with the city and try to figure out and the residents of course too and try to figure out you know do we want like a big apartment complexes or do we want a lot more single duplex kind of family homes so that that's where we're at right now is trying to determine you know and there's no silver bullet for this of course because you know if you go too far in one direction then you have to back up in the other direction you know because because I don't want to see the the small town uh, vibe go away either, um, you know, and uh, you know, because because that's the problem. Because because some people just want growth, 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 property values increase, taxable value, you know, all about the the dollar sign. But there's also, you know, the the culture and the you know, I grew up here and and I love the the small town vibe, and uh, I wouldn't want to see that diluted either. So. So I guess that's more of the horizontal growth. I'd like to see some of the growth north of the city. And then, you know, West Hancock's got some opportunities as well. 
Um, but uh, that's, a, that's a big discussion. That's a big topic, and I appreciate the question, and it's certainly not the end of it, and it's not the beginning of it either. But uh, that, that's one of the uh, things certainly in my crosshairs right now is the, the housing situation. Well, and, and not just for people in Hancock talking about that, right. but a lot of people are talking about that right now, and it's probably a topic that I'll address on this program before too long because it's going to be a, a widely... Uh, distributed responsibility, I suspect. So absolutely, because I mean, do you want to put up a bunch of cheap, dumpy places just so people can live in them? I mean, that would be affordable, you know, or, or you know, a bunch of little storage container units or pods or something. Or we could big, you know, build these magnificent, huge, you know, mansion type things, but then they wouldn't be affordable. So you, you try to find this, this, this hopefully, you know, this this Goldilocks zone, you know, where maybe you find a happy medium there, but. But it's going to take some time and fleshing out and looking at different uh, perspectives of the whole prism of the situation. So, All right. But it's certainly on my radar. I, I wish I had a, a nice slogan or one-sentence answer for that, but unfortunately there isn't. Yeah, so. if you had one, you know, from your lips to God's ears, yeah. nobody else has one either. No. Uh, Hancock Mayor Paul Levine, who is running for re-election, one of the five council members running for four seats. Thank you for coming in for Copper Country today. Oh, well, thank you so much. Much appreciated.